This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, since the coronavirus has upended many of our lives, both personally and professionally, one of the biggest topics of conversation has been working from home. Now, while working from home was becoming increasingly more common before the pandemic, the virus has forced many people to turn their kitchen tables into desks, uh, basically for the first time in their careers. And while working from home has given the world plenty of hilarious videos over the last several (laughs) months, it's not exactly funny to you anyway or me uh, when the big Zoom meeting comes and the dogs start uh, barking and they won't stop, the kids barge in and yep. demand mac and cheese while your coworkers are watching. But anyway, you know, outside from the funny webcam disasters, the fact is the biggest challenge with working from home is to avoid procrastination. Yeah. Uh, before we venture further into the brave new world of working from home, let me introduce with us again, as always, I, my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing good. And what a great topic since you and I are both currently working from home. So uh, this is something we know about and a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, do as well. Uh, Throughout uh, 2020 with COVID, uh, a lot of people are working from home. Uh, And um, my wife and I both work from home and you work from home. So uh, that's, uh, that's a common theme out there. I'm glad we're talking about it. It is an interesting topic. And boy, I have seen some hilarious videos, Greg. Of course, there's that classic video. I think this was even pre-COVID when the guy was trying to do a Zoom meeting and his little uh, baby toddler comes toddling into the room. And one's even in one of those little wheel things and she wheels up and behind him and he doesn't see her and she's doing things. I, I just love those videos. Yeah, there's no shortage of them out there. That's for sure. Yeah. So I've been good though. I have considering I'm working from home. It's been going very well. How about you? How are things going for you, Greg? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Keeping busy. Uh, we have a, uh, my first online uh, workshops coming up next week. We're doing three of them. So um, it kind of relates to this topic today, what we're talking on the show is because, you know, we all had to make adjustments working from home and now I'm actually going to do workshops, uh, retirement planning for our federal employees um, from home next week. So wow, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge and who knows, you know, I might be one of those guys on one of those videos that you laugh at next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might. And I think obviously this is a relevant topic then uh, for today. There's probably a big array of benefits to being mindful about how we're working at home, you know, for our finances and for our mental and physical health. You have to take those into consideration as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Very true. And a lot of the topics um, I brought up today 
uh, was from a Forbes article, actually, that I had just read. And this one was titled, Working Remote and 10 Things You Can Do to Prevent Procrastination. And it has some um, really good points and some good common sense solutions. And the article cites a study in which 54% of those that responded said that they'd prefer to permanently work from home even after the pandemic has been brought under control. And 75% said that they'd like that option of at least continuing to work from home from a part-time basis at the very least. So with those figures in mind, it's hard to deny that the world of work is changing quickly. And with that said, employers certainly would have the right to expect that their workers and staffers continue to produce quality work on time, even when they're working from home. Right. And it's one of those things that's all about balance, right? I mean, if you want to work from home and you get that opportunity, you have to hold up your end of the bargain. So what's the first thing you want to recommend to our listeners out there? Well, a great place to start is to use the the same place in your home to do most of your work. It's great if you have a home office, but a lot of people don't. Um, So if you don't, it's recommended that you designate a specific place for your workspace, say the kitchen table, for example. And it might sound like a small thing, but it can actually be tremendously helpful to know that when you get to that space, it's time to put your work hat on and buckle down and, and get those projects done and crank out some quality work. Right. And I can understand that. I, I'm fortunate. I do have a home office, a home studio, uh, and that really does help. Sort of matching your headspace to your workspace. And I know for a lot of people, it's critical to avoid distractions to the best of our abilities anyway, while we're working from home. Right. Exactly. As we had mentioned earlier and you, you should build some mental boundaries while you're in your workspace so that you don't, you know, constantly peek at the fridge and see if that, you know, think about that leftover Chinese food or last night's dessert or whatever you have. Um, and when it comes to, you know, the dirty dishes, laundry, errands that you might have to run, you really should focus on completing those tasks outside of your work hours, just as you would if you were in the office still. So added up, these small but important steps will help you keep your mind focused on your work. Right. And that's that, that focus is what, can, what we worry about uh, when people work at home, I think. That, that's a problem. Um, we've talked in previous shows about the importance of small steps because we often overlook them. And as you've also mentioned, those small steps are sometimes the ones that make the biggest difference, right? Yeah, that's really good insight, Tony. And, you know, the small and measurable steps is a simple way to keep yourself motivated and on your deadline. Let's say you're new to working from home and you have a major project to complete. It may be beneficial to look at the project in stages rather than in totality. That could be a little overwhelming. So focus on stage one of the project. And once that's completed, move to stage two and from there to stage three. And this might seem like an obvious thing, but if you do it consistently, you may just find that the big projects and the rapidly approaching deadlines really don't seem so overwhelming. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So yeah, it it can get overwhelming. It doesn't matter whether you're working from home or from an office. Uh, You need to keep your goals, deadlines, 
uh, things like that in order, order, stay organized. And for some people, it's more of a struggle if they work at home because they're outside of their regular work environment. But that's good advice. Stay focused. Now, why don't we take a minute here, Greg, f- to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they want to put together a financial plan or a retirement income plan. Right. Yeah. Please feel free. If you have any comments, questions um, about what you hear on today's show or any previous shows, you can always reach us at 808 808- 791-2924. And check out some of the videos we have on our website, maybe some online events that we might be hosting that you might feel you could benefit from. Uh, our website is therogroup.org. All right. Thanks, Greg. And listeners, this is Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther, and I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And we've got a very relevant topic today, effectively working from home. Uh, so what do you have next for us, Greg? Well, the next thing um, that the article mentions, the the Forbes article that I, I have been citing, um, is it's not to be too hard on yourself. Now, this is something that I think is is really important. You know, as the article explains, getting down on yourself when you procrastinate really doesn't do much good. The better course of action is to forgive yourself, identify why you're procrastinating, and then simply move on. I mean, after all, this whole work from home culture is still pretty new for a lot of people. So getting down on yourself every time a task or project doesn't go perfectly isn't going to do you any good. Constant learning and improving, in my opinion at least, is the right philosophy. Yeah, I think that's a great philosophy. And for the foreseeable future, I think employees and managers are largely going to have to learn as they go. Uh, Patience and understanding is probably the best bet for all parties, especially with kids back in school, or in many cases now doing school at home, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up school, Tony, because kids returning to school or, in your example, at home, you know, the distance learning is certainly going to throw a major wrench into working from home. And younger kids aren't equipped to always understand, you know, that mom or dad can't drop everything just to help them immediately. And with that, it, anyone working from home would be wise to to ease up on that perfectionism. I mean, I, I get it. We all want to do you know a great job and be recognized as a valuable part of the team, but there's a chance that your need to be perfect with every task is actually going to have the opposite effect. And as the article noted, um, constantly striving for perfection can lead you to set unrealistic goals and nearly impossible targets and deadlines, all of which will increase the chances that you'll procrastinate for fear of failure. The better strategy is to set goals and deadlines that will push you to produce quality work while also being realistic and having those goals attainable. Yeah, attainable goals, set them, uh, stick to them, and I think that's really good advice. Uh, when I'm doing a, a, you know, a big project, I start with a first draft and try not to focus too much on making it perfect. It's just a way to get some ideas out there, right? Yeah, I mean the first draft is is where to start. And, you know, and to your point, the value of the first draft is often shaping what your next draft and your next steps are going to be. And as you go back and look at that first draft, your brain may kick into a higher gear as it identifies ways to reshape the ideas of that draft into the next one. Um, in fact, subsequent drafts may be completely different than the first one. But isn't that the point? Isn't that where the project is supposed to be going anyway? I mean, so don't worry about how your first draft looks. It's not about right or wrong. It's about getting your ideas on paper and giving yourself a little positive push. Well, yeah, and that's definitely how I view a first draft. And I like how 
you remind us that later drafts are going to look different than that first one. Sometimes that's the whole point. Exactly. That's why we do multiple drafts. So, I mean, the other thing we, we should discuss is that little voice in your head that's always hitting you with negativity. You know, and I'm sure a lot of us out there have heard that voice and know what I'm talking about. It's the one that says, this has got to be right. This has got to be absolutely perfect. Or I got to get this promotion or I'm a failure. Or, or even if there's a minor mistake in this draft, I'm done. My career is, is over. Yeah. You don't, you don't want that devil on your shoulder uh, telling you those negative things, right? I mean, like, right. Jim, like Jiminy Cricket. You don't want him standing on your shoulder being negative. Right. Not that one. I mean, very true. Like, what, what if you could turn that negative voice into the positive Jiminy Cricket that we know from Disney, right? Right. And and what if that thing said things like, I get to work on this cool project, or I've done this before. I know I can do it even better this time. Or I have an important perspective that's really going to make this better and the team's going to appreciate it. I mean, to some degree, it's simply human nature to let our minds wander toward worst case scenarios, but we can absolutely train ourselves to not fall for it. Believe in yourself, and perhaps even more importantly, believe in the body of work that you've created. Whether you're working at your desk in the office or at your kitchen table, you have your job because you bring something of value to your company, and don't forget that. Yeah, never forget that. That's great advice, Greg. And I'm really enjoying this topic today. It's been a nice change of pace from some of our heavier uh, pandemic and financial-related topics. So what do you have for us next? Well, the next slice of wisdom is to simply avoid calling yourself a procrastinator. I mean, that sounds simple, right? <laughs> but maybe even a little too simple. But here's the theory behind it. If you call yourself a procrastinator, that's exactly what you'll become. You know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're struggling to get motivated on a certain project, don't simply shrug your shoulders and say, well, that you're going to procrastinate it and that's just the way it is. I mean, you got to take a deep breath come up with a list of achievable steps and buckle down and get to work. Yeah, for sure. And during our show today, we've been looking at all these ways you can avoid procrastination and work more efficiently, especially if you're one of the countless Americans out there who are working from home, uh, maybe for the first time, thanks to the coronavirus. Uh, so here going into the final segment of the show, Greg, what else do you have for us? Well, in I'll cite the uh, Forbes article again, and it uh, just the title. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in the show, but work it's called Working Remote and 10 Things You Can Do to Prevent Procrastination. And it recommends something that I think will cause more than a few sets of ears to perk up. And that recommend, recommendation is reward yourself. Oh, now this one I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem rewarding myself. Uh, now you're speaking my language. Who doesn't like to be rewarded for a job well done, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, human beings are, are designed to avoid discomfort and seek enjoyment, and that applies to our work also. And with that in mind, it, it may be valuable to reward yourself after you've completed elements of a project or a task. Um, example, let's say there's um, a piece of Dairy Queen ice cream cake left in the fridge, and it has your name all over it. It's calling you. You know, instead of immediately scurrying off and gobbling it down, tell yourself that, hey, that cake is all mine after I complete this step. Right. I love that. And that's something I already do because, you know, sometimes it's a food reward. Sometimes it's a quick break or a, a brisk five-minute walk outside. Yeah, really solid plan. And that's really a good tip from the article. And for me, you know, it's 
going for a swim, you know, down to the beach or, you know, in the evening, maybe enjoying a, a, a nice adult beverage. And I always reward myself after a project or task is completed. Yeah. In my experience, it makes a big difference. Yeah, that's huge. And that, yes. And it kind of bleeds into the next thing um, that I like to discuss, and that's setting priorities. This is a great place to give yourself a little nudge in the right direction because you can just pick an item off your list and accomplish it. You know, one task completed leads to another task completed, so on and so forth. And the momentum just keeps going, uh, going forward and no more procrastination. Right. And it's like that timeless piece of advice, face your problems head on rather than running from them. Right. Yeah. Great point. Great way of putting that, Tony. Um, Another one that it mentions, too, is the importance of going through your list and labeling things that are essential and ones that maybe aren't aren't so immediate and more non-essential. That way you can you know better utilize your time by completing all of those must do's before you about the things that, you know, are not quite as important. Well, yeah. Priorities right there. Make a list. Uh, that's really going to help. And for me, I've always found it's good to focus on my projects that others are waiting on, you know, you gotta, you gotta prioritize them. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think using the fact that other people are, might, might be relying on you to get your part of the job done is a, is a good motivational tool because, you know, you don't want them waiting for you. And I don't think any of us really relish that idea of our colleague, uh, having to stay late in the actual office or even in their home office and waiting for us to finish our job because we didn't, come up and do it in a timely manner. And if you want to get that stuff done too, another point, Tony, is uh, blocking out noise, right? That's another great tip from the article that I'm just skimming right here. And, and think about it. These are those funny videos that we talked about, you know, earlier in the show. Um, w- whether you um, are working from home and you've probably noticed, you know, the lawnmowers coming on, the weed whackers, dogs barking, um, kids laughing, yelling, playing outside. And you know, while these noses, noises aren't a, uh, aren't a huge deal in the grand scheme of things, they can really throw off your concentration when you're trying to get your work done. Well, yeah, yeah, they definitely can. Um, obviously, uh, canceling out the noise is huge. It's about, you know, claiming your time, reminding yourself to focus in on the task at hand. Absolutely. Yeah. And that kind of segues back to the first point of the show, which is to find that home workspace that you will work at um, consistently. And from there, you know, if the noise is still bombing, a good pair of noise canceling headphones might just be the ticket. You know, play some soft music or just a way to block out some of that unwanted noise. You know, nature sounds, uh, waterfalls, thunderstorms, whatever works um, for you, I think could really eliminate that distracting noise. Yeah, I like those ideas. I, and, you know, that noise canceling headphones. Uh, those are a thing of beauty. Uh, that's one of the greatest inventions ever. It really shuts everything out and allows you to focus. And you do have to, you know, stay focused to the task at hand, even if there's a bunch of noise out there, right? That's a good way to look at it, Tony. And another thing our listeners may want to do is focus on the long range benefits of what you're working on. Uh, for example, rather than getting frustrated by some of the smaller tasks earlier in the project, Remind yourself how rewarding the finished product is going to be. Let yourself spend a few moments thinking about how satisfying it's going to be to sit back and look at that completed project with a nice sense of relief and accomplishment. Really a great show, Greg. Our time is up. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, I hope you got something out of our episode today. And 
remember, most of us work, so someday we won't have to. Um, if you have any questions about your financial strategy or you'd like to get a retirement plan in place, I encourage you to visit my website at therogroup.org or give my office a call at 791-2924 and we can discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions, address your concerns, and get you on the path to retirement paradise. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Craig Gunn. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.